ஜிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கி
go there. But we have like many in and around JP Nagar where I stay, we have many of these joints, uh, which we like breakfast has always been a pleasure to have in Bangalore and I no other city can equate to Bangalore's breakfast, right? So it's hygienic, it's cheap and it's so good. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And then on that note, like they say that uh, when you have a breakfast in Bengaluru, you don't look at how many idlis or dosas are in your plate. You just, you know, you just <laughs> continue eating. That gives me a beautiful segue to talk about how you're helping people see. Now, um, what I believe Trinetra does is it's able to diagnose eye diseases within five minutes without dilating the pupil for people who are diabetic and potentially, you know, elderly cataract patients to premature infants, in fact. Talk to me where the journey of creating something like this started, uh, where you guys are today. A lot of us, as you rightly pointed out, kind of ignore the fact that or we take for granted that we have uh, eyes and we actually don't even give uh, too much of importance. But there is there are millions of people um, in this world who actually have gone blind. And the irony is, if you're actually born blind, at least you have been living through it right from birth. There are a lot of people who actually have vision for, let's say, 50, 60, 70 years and then go blind. So they actually know the value of what they have lost. If you really look at it, and it was a very astonishing numbers when I also came to know about it, because basically I don't have any background in ophthalmology or medical devices, nor uh, I have an emotional connect. Uh, somebody from my family got affected or things like that, nothing like that. Me and my colleagues were working in Philips in the innovation campus in Bangalore. And uh, uh, we had access to one of the premium hospitals in the world for eye care. Arvind Aikar Madurai. And uh, that's the first time when Dr. Arvind came and spoke, he talked about this preventable blindness as an issue, right? And uh, we were shocked to know that about 15 million people are blind in India. 80% of this could have been prevented uh, in the sense that almost 12 million people we could have prevented from going blind if we would have screened and treated them on time. The reason that 80% are like this is because of no timely intervention. Have I got that right? Yeah. So that is one point. And the second important point is another very astonishing number, which we didn't know. Uh, For a 1.3 billion population, we have only 20,000 eye doctors or ophthalmologists in this country. So that Um, leads to a very astonishing 1 is to 70,000 ratio. This is very similar to our um, to our therapists, to our counselors, you know, for mental health. It has a, a very similar stark statistic. So when you say that, it reminds me of that. But yes, please go on. Yeah. So he came and spoke to us and talked about preventable blindness and how it affects an individual and the entire family. So it not only uh, emotionally affects them, uh, it also has a financial impact. One thing which very um, was very overwhelming to hear was a blind man is uh, treated as a mouth without hands by his own family. Somebody who has actually contributed to the family right from, let's say, his fifth or tenth year goes blind at 65 and he becomes a burden to his own family because Again, the family has to earn their daily wages, so they can't babysit this old person. So they feel neglected. And if their lifespan would have been another 10 years, they kind of die in two to three years. This was something which was very overwhelming. And uh, uh, we felt that most of these people require dignified retirement and a dignified death. And if how contribute to that. So that's that was the motivation behind, you know, working on uh, preventable blindness as a mission. I was looking at some statistics and according to the WHO uh, report that I was looking at, people from low and uh, middle income regions are four times less likely to receive medical attention than in high income areas. As a result of this, I believe the rate of blindness in non-wealthy countries is actually eight times higher, which I think is really crazy. And the divide is 
is even more in India. You've got that rural urban landscape makes things worse. And like you said, that doctor to patient ratio is is unbelievable, to say the least, right? What I want to ask you is when it comes to this age and day, we're all overdosing on screen time, right? It's unavoidable. In fact, you and I are doing this over a screen. Um, (laughs) You know, my, my question is, are people like you and I also at risk? And is this something that we can avoid by avoiding these screens in a way or or what would be your suggestions? This has been talked very much by a lot of ophthalmologists and they have been continuously um, kind of advising people what they should do. The biggest problem children can have is get more myopic because they're watching screen for a long time. And you and me can get into a problem called dry eye because um, you're not blinking your eyes. So one of the advice most of the people do for every 10 to 15 minutes, uh, you know, at the screen, kind of blink your eye, move out, blink and kind of lubricate your eye. Don't look at the screen for a long time, right? And preferably avoid that. But, you know, life is today kind of integrated with that. So the only thing is don't continuously look at screens for a long time. Use some of these uh, filters, which people talk about, use guards and more importantly, start doing a lot of blinking so that you're not looking at the screen continuously. This is something which most of the ophthalmologists advise. I want to really talk about uh, the device, which is the portable eye screening cost fundus camera called Trinetra. Now, what I believe it does is it screens the anterior um, cornea and uh, the posterior retina for um, four eye diseases. So um, why does something like this, you know, not exist in this fashion yet what is the breakthrough that you guys kind of had yeah i think when we decided to work on preventable blindness as a mission we looked at what are all uh, the major eye problems which contribute to this if you look at you rightly said uh, so you have the anterior segment related cataract corneal disorders and then retinal related which is uh, diabetic retinopathy macular degeneration and glaucoma and then we have a problem which is uh, called retinopathy of prematurity which happens in preterm babies and then you have this regular refraction which you know where you have your eye power to be kind of verified and uh, you know a pair of spectacles to be specified so if you look at these problems they almost contribute about 95% of blindness so our idea was that we need to create products catering to this and create it in such a way that it is accessible, it is affordable, and it can also be operated uh, in a, a minimal setting by a technician, right, in a rural place so that we can screen continuously people and ensure that they are screened on priority, connected to an ophthalmologist. And then if they have a problem, they come to the ophthalmologist for treatment. So that's why basically we named it Trinetra because two reasons. One is obviously Trinetra is the third vision in our Hindu mythology. And the second thing is it looks, we wanted to focus on three things, refraction, anterior segment, posterior segment. That's why we called it the Trinetra. So that's pretty much what it does. And of course, we have different devices for uh, doing these functions. The one which we, the Trinitra Classic and the Classic HD are the ones which does the adult retinal imaging. The Trinitra Neo is the one which does the neonatal imaging. And the Trinitra Abro is the one which does refraction. So we have like five products uh, in that category and we will continue to add more products as we go. I'm curious to know how your your family kind of reacted to 
when you told them that listen i'm i'm leaving a a senior managerial role i mean i know you're you're still very very much involved with a lot of different things I, and when you switched to this you know after handling 20 years of business development strategy operations management so many things right what was their reaction when you told them you wanted to do something like this something like this uh, when you take and this is a very very high risk uh, at an age so when i started i was like 42 right and this is the time when your children are uh, actually getting into uh, you know my son was in 10th grade my daughter was like 3 or 4 uh, 4th grade and you know you have a long um, educational expenses which you have to make for them and unless the family and especially my wife uh, supporting this mission unless if they would have not given me the encouragement there is no way we are going to have getting into this kind of a mission right and of course the fact that i am actually operating in an area which i am not very familiar with right it's not what i did for 20 years this is something making medical device entrepreneurship is new medical this is new the area we are trying to touch is new and technology also we didn't know whether we will be able to crack it now unless you have an unconditional support and belief that from the family that uh, you know please go ahead and do and we we are, we are there for you to support you i don't think we would have achieved so i think i owe it to them for whatever little success we have had till today i have a horrible joke but love is blind i guess <laughs> love from the family is blind absolutely i like in fact a lot of people ask me uh, this question uh, why you know how did you start so i also say that it could be the entrepreneurial bug or maybe a midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> hey if either way you're solving a problem i'm like you know does it matter right it's a beautiful thing i think right yeah absolutely yeah my my last question to you honestly and i want to leave this conversation off on this note is like you very aptly pointed out at 42 you decided to switch gears and and do entrepreneurship and and get into something like this what i would like to leave everybody with is your piece of advice that you would give to people maybe in a similar situation trying to switch to entrepreneurship or maybe younger folk out there who are doing the same or an easier way to ask this would be what advice would you give to your younger self no i think um, you know there are different problems uh, in this world to solve a lot of people are working on uh, problems which are very commercial and there are a lot of people who are looking at societal problems i think the most common part is how deep you understand the problem you're trying to solve i think that is the most critical thing right the deeper you know the better solution it would be i would also go one step ahead and say it's not just the technical technicalities of the problem or the the bottlenecks but also whatever solution you're making is it behaviorally going to be accepted because end of the day you can make the best technology but if this will not be put into practice or it's not common for somebody to accept that then still especially in these kind of problems like uh, where you want people to kind of adopt it because you don't want not for a you know for you making money but more importantly for safeguarding their health right so unless that behaviorally integrated these solutions don't work so it's very important that whatever solution we make we understand the problem thoroughly so our solution is solving the problem comprehensively taking care of all the limitations what is there but more importantly behaviorally uh, you know uh, connected to the problem so end of the day are we trying to uh, ensure that whatever solution is making will be adopted by people so that you know the intended purpose is kind of met rather than you know just like that making a you know a solution love it kc this has been so awesome chatting with you for people who do not know you can find more details on www.foreshealthup.com that's f o r u s h e a l t h .com and if you do a forward slash and write three netra hyphen classic that's where you'll find 
uh, those details about the Trinetra as well. Casey currently is running two jobs and I don't know how he does it. He's uh, the co-founder and CEO at Forest Health and also a certified corporate director at the Institute of Directors. Casey, this has been a very, very cool bit of conversation. And you know, I hope the next time we get to chat, it's over a nice hot plate of idlis at Veena stores. Yeah, I also there karabat so maybe <laughs> one by two we'll do we'll do something we'll figure it out <laughs> casey i want to thank I, you for your time i i honestly want to thank you i also want to give a very important uh, point to most of the people i think they should take care of their eyes they should regularly check especially if you are above 40 if you have a family history of diabetes you have a family history of hypertension uh, you need to kind of check your eyes regularly if you have a preterm baby uh, there are wonderful doctors in fact our biggest inspiration is dr anand vinaykar from narayan netralaya who's been doing phenomenal work on retinopathy of prematurity so there are the, the ecosystem is available doctors are contributing big time all we have to do is go and take the next step ourselves so that we don't get into and we can continue to see this beautiful world forever love it thanks casey thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this little episode of tech for change you can find me your host k on uh, instagram i'm probably the most active there at the rate of air with k that is off air with K-A-Y. I'm going to be back next week for another episode of Tech for Change. And if you'd like to give us feedback, well, you as a listener can reach out to us on at the rate HT Smartcast on multiple platforms. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Now to listen to more podcasts, make sure you log on to www.htsmartcast.com. I'll see you soon. Take care. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.